Thomas Edison, Richard Branson, John F. Kennedy, Mozart, Michael Jordan, Will Smith. That sounds like a list of highly successful titans in a variety of vocations. Why is it that we rarely hear that they have or had ADHD? And you know what we hear even less about? Serena Williams, Emma Watson, Mel Robbins, Whoopi Goldberg, Agatha Christie, Aaron Brockovich, Cher. Yeah, the successful women navigating ADHD. And that's exactly why I started this podcast, ADHD for Smartass Women. I'm your host, Tracy Atsuka. I'm a lawyer, not a doctor, a lifelong student, now a coach. I'm also the creator of Your ADHD Brain is A-OK, a system that helps people like you figure out what they should do with their life. And we're here today to talk ADHD, your strengths, your symptoms, your workarounds, and how you proudly stand out instead of trying to fit in. I credit my ADHD for some of my greatest gifts. And you know what? I spy a happier life for you, too. So without further ado, a shiny new episode is starting now. Hello, I am Tracy Otsuka, and I wanted to welcome you to episode 81 of ADHD for Smartass Women. In this episode, I am going to introduce you to the incomparable Gracie Dix. Miss Dix is an 18-year-old high school student. She's going into her senior year next year. She is the author of two books released in 2020 this year. The first one is Journey to Superhero School. And then there's Welcome to Superhero School, which is a fantasy fiction novel. Both books were Amazon number one new releases in the genre. When Gracie isn't writing, she can be found singing, creating art. She can be found in the theater, volunteering, or playing tennis. Gracie loves to travel. She lives in Dallas, Texas with her parents, Richard and Jennifer, her brother, Nate, when he's home from school, and her beloved dogs, Snowball and Sandcastle. Gracie attends Shelton School of Dallas, which is a school for smart students who learn differently. Welcome, Gracie. And did I get all that right? Yes, you did. So I want to let our listeners know how we met. So this is what happened. Gracie tagged me in a post on Instagram where she shared an article that she had written for Attitude Magazine. Attitude Magazine is the number one magazine and online resource for ADHD. And the article she wrote was titled, Don't Buy Into the Myth That Your ADHD Characteristics Are Flaws. And of course, I loved it. And I knew I had to have her on this podcast because lately I have been getting a lot of emails from high school girls, and I know, Gracie, that you will be so inspiring to them. So I want to know, what made you write that article for Attitude? Well, my mom, but also, <laughs> <laughs> but also, I just really wanted to get it out there that ADHD is not something to be ashamed of because... A lot of people have it. I mean, everyone doesn't, but a lot of people do. And sometimes it can be a wonderful thing, even though you notice all the little differences and sometimes it can be annoying, but it is a really wonderful thing, or it has been for me. So how is it that at your young age, 
Because the article is all about the strengths of ADHD and focusing on the strengths rather than looking at, you know, all the weaknesses, which is, I think, what a lot of ADHD women and men do. And so I'm wondering, how is it that at your age, you already know that? Well, it's really helpful for me that I went to Shelton School, which is a school for smart kids with learning differences, because everyone there has learning differences. And and I made the most friends that I ever had at Shelton. And I just love being around them. And they're so funny and they're so awesome and they're just so trustworthy and I love them so much. And that's what I try to relate with these learning disabilities because I okay. wouldn't necessarily call them disabilities. Yeah, I wouldn't either. They're differences, right? Our brains yes. just work differently. And when we can figure out what our puzzle is, you know, our ADHD puzzle, because part of the problem with ADHD is that there's no cookie cutter formula. All of our brains work differently, even within ADHD. And so we have to, through trial and error, figure out what's our puzzle, what works for us. You know, how do we unlock, you know, our brilliant brains? And so you mentioned Shelton. And so I'm wondering, at that school, is that what they constantly talk about is, you know, neurodivergence and, you know, the beauty of neurodivergence and really figuring out what your gifts are? I don't know what neurodivergence are. Oh, okay. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> um, so neurodivergent is just a different kind of brain. I mean, in the past, we would have said, because your brain is different, it's not neurotypical. It's not like the average brain that it's a disability and there's something wrong with the brain, right? But now we know that that's not true. And especially with ADHD, you know that there are certain things that you do better than other kids, right? I guess I'd say that. <laughs> so I'm wondering at school, is this where you learned how to constantly look at your strengths? Is that what Shelton teaches you? Or is it, you know, a combination of that and how your parents have taught you about ADHD? Well, my parents have definitely been a great help through this journey. But yes, it was mostly Shelton because Shelton wants their kids to learn empowerment. And, well, I learned to self-advocate at Shelton. What does that mean, to self-advocate? It means to speak up for yourself. If you need something, then ask for it. Like, just don't be afraid to ask for help. And does Shelton really help you understand that your brain is different, but brilliant at the same time? And so the goal is always to kind of tap into that brilliance, to stop trying to be like everyone else and fit in, but find out where you're brilliant and not be afraid to stand out there. Yes, for sure. But just for the record, I've never really tried to fit in because I think fitting <laughs> in I I think fitting in is overrated. So tell me why. Because it's so much better to be yourself. People will love you so much more if you try to be yourself. I mean, sure, there will be some people who don't like you, but that's just life. You can't, and not everyone can love you, but the people who love you are the people who count. They're the people who matter. And do you find that when you have the courage to stand up and stand out and be yourself, 
the right people are attracted to you because they see, oh, I'm just like her. I really like her. I want to be friends with her. Absolutely. Oh my God. I have so many friends like that. So many. I just love them all. Oh my God. I love it. You give me goosebumps, Gracie. Okay. So I want to talk about your book, but before we go into your book and your writing career, I want people to get to know you a little better. So can we talk about ADHD a little bit first? Sure. Okay. So tell me, can you give me the circumstances around when you were diagnosed? Like how old were you when you were diagnosed? Well, the thing is, I don't remember what I had for breakfast last week, but (laughs) my mom, she told me that I was diagnosed in kindergarten. And I guess I kind of forgot about that. I kind of forgot that I had ADHD because I just got so used to having it and not caring that I had it. And it was really funny because Shelton is a school for only people with learning differences. And when I was touring Shelton, a bunch of kids would come up to me and ask, what's my learning difference? And I would be like, wait, what? I'd just be like, wait, you have to have a learning difference to come here? And I say, I don't have one. And then I went home and I asked my mom what my learning difference was. And she told me it was ADHD. So I could finally tell those kids, I have ADHD and you better (laughs) believe it too. (laughs) So is Shelton a high school or is it also a elementary school, junior high school? Shelton is an elementary school. Well, it's pre-K through high school. Okay. And so did you start at Shelton from the very beginning? Were you there in kindergarten? I started in fifth grade, but I think I toured it in fourth grade. Okay. And so why did you end up going from whatever school you were at in fourth grade to Shelton in fifth grade? I just saw that Shelton was a great fit for me, but also I went to Parrish before I went to Shelton. And I really loved Parrish. I loved the teachers. There was this one teacher there. She was my music teacher. Her name, I believe, was Julia West, and she was just the sweetest, sweetest woman that you will ever meet, and she is just so, so awesome. I was in uh, Girl Scouts, I believe, and I got my first quote-unquote real boyfriend there, so I really loved Parrish, but the one thing that kind of took it all away for me was the fact that I was bullied, not by everyone, but only by two people really at Parrish for my height, which I thought was really stupid because one of them was smaller than me, but you know, it's technicality. It's fine. Um, and <laughs> so also, maybe they were insecure about their own self. Right. And so then they had to find someone else to pick on. Probably also the homework was just way too much for me. So I decided to go to Shelton because I mean, it's a win-win situation, and they teach the way that I learn best. And so do you find that going from Parrish to Shelton, you just feel like you're learning so much more? Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm learning so much more, and the learning environment is a lot lot better. It's a lot more friendly, and it's a lot more safe. I feel like I can pipe in with a comment that's usually not related to the discussion because it just kind of popped up in my brain. And I'm like, hey, guess what? Dinosaurs are extinct or something like that. (laughs) Um, I just feel like Shelton is my home away from home. It is truly my second home. And when I graduate, I'm going to miss it so much because I've made so many memories there. And I have so many friends 
who have graduated and who are still there. And I even have friends who are freshmen, which you don't really get a lot of that at other schools because other schools tend to have kind of like cliques. They tend to say you can only socialize with your grade. Well, I socialize with as many people as I possibly can because I just love making friends. That's wonderful. And, you know, Gracie, the most important thing for the ADHD brain, obviously, is interest because we have brains of interest. So when we're really interested in something, we're really good at it. But the second most important thing is positive emotion. And when we feel positive emotion, like you're describing this love that you have for this school, guess what? We do everything better, including learning. So what you're telling me makes perfect sense to me. So, Gracie, do you know, are you a combined type or are you an inattentive? Do you know the difference? I do not, know. <laughs> okay. So, is your hyperactivity kind of more in your head or are you kind of hyperactive physically outwardly as well? Do you, you know, always have to be moving and talk a lot and... You know, ironically, I hate sports, but <laughs> I need to move around a lot but I just don't want to do sports. I'd rather just sleep. Um, <laughs> but I do need to move around a lot. And I need to okay. say what's on my mind as well. <laughs> so you are probably combined type. Okay. So Gracie, do you know what your strengths are? Definitely. Um, Tell I'd me. Say, I'd say my strengths are empathy and loyalty because I'm incredibly loyal to my friends as I have been discussing a lot about them and my family. And also everyone, all of my friends, they say that I'm very empathetic and I try to be empathetic because sometimes people don't want sympathy. They want empathy, but they might not tell you that they want empathy. And it's just something good to notice, to be observant. In fact, my English tutor wanted me to pick a word that would best describe me. And I picked fidelity. It just means um, to be true and loyal, like really just really true and loyal to a cause. And that's what I am. And so when you say you're true and loyal to a cause, what cause would that be? My friends, my family, the people I love, the relationships that I make, all of that. That's so lovely. Gracie, is there any part of your ADHD that you don't like, that you wish you could change? I wish it was easier for me to concentrate. <laughs> I really do. But that's now, about it. Now, let me ask you, though, Gracie, do you have trouble concentrating when you're doing something that you really love? When I'm doing something that I really love, I do not have trouble concentrating. But obviously, there are some subjects in school that just kind of suck suck it all out of you and you just want to shut down. So I try really hard to concentrate because, you know, I, I, need, I need the grades. <laughs> <laughs> and so what are those subjects that you just can't stand? Well, English. I mean, I love the creative portion, like the creative writing portion of English and the grammar portion, but I can't really sit through all these classical stories like Thomas Throw, or if that's how you say his name, I, I just I just can't really sit through that. I don't know. So, so you are actually a writer, but when they make you go and study all the classics, you're like, that just bores my brain. I want to write. Yes. Or I want to read what I want to read, right? Yeah, exactly. 
And that is such an ADHD quality. I mean, it cracks me up that you struggle in English, but you're a writer. So, you know, go figure. (laughs) But it makes perfect sense, too. So I want to know about your books. Like, what made you decide at 17 years old to write a book? Um, I just felt like I really wanted to get my stuff out there. Also, uh, I went online because I wanted to find a platform that I could possibly publish some of my short stories or poems. And I tried to submit a short story, but it turns out that the maximum or minimum word count is 50,000 words. So I thought to myself, I better start writing. So I just started writing about what first came to my mind, superheroes. I love superheroes. In fact, Oliver, he is Oliver Fletcher is one of the main characters in my book. He is based off of a character from a TV show that I really like. Mighty Men. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So tell me a little bit about what your books are about. And when did you start writing? So The two books that you published in 2020, this year, when did you start writing the first one? I think I started writing it when I was 15, 16. I think 15. So it's been in the works for a couple of years. Oh, yeah. It's a long process, but it's worth (laughs) it. Okay. So tell me what your books are about. And so you've got book one and you've got book two. And are they connected? Is it like a series? So the first one I wrote is Welcome to Superhero School, and that is book one, um, book one of I don't know how many in the Vort Chronicles, because I don't know how many I'm going to write, but I'm working on the second one right now. The first one is about, I think, 10, 12 uh, superheroes, teenage superheroes that all go to this school called Superhero School, and it's not really so much of the learning portion that I focus on. It's more of the friendship portion, but also the adventure because I am not someone who can just write about a teacher, like saying a lesson. I need to write about some adventure, like a dinosaur fight or a volcano escape or something like that. It's like my brain can't sit still. That's crazy. So your characters can't sit still either then, right? (laughs) Definitely not, no. Do you have any ADHD characters in your books? I'd say all of them have ADHD, but there is is one that is very ADHD. Yeah, um, and who is that? Will. That's the name of the character. And why is Will really ADHD? Like, what does he do that's really ADHD? Oh, his personality. Um, He's based. Now I'm going to be a little discreet here because I don't know how quote unquote legal this is, but he's based off of a character or he's based off of one of my friends in real life named Will, obviously different last name. His personality is fully based off of that character. And he is a character. I love him. I love him a lot. He is dramatic, despite what he may say about himself. But I don't know. I just I just really like him. He's very sporadic and very all over the place. So I definitely say he has the ADHD brain, but I don't know if he has ADHD. So do you know if Will in real life has ADHD or this is more just an observation about how his brain and his body works? 
So I'm not sure. I think so, but I can't really make that observation without the proper knowledge. I don't know if he does or not. Got it. So how do you feel about how successful your books have been? Oh, well, okay. So this may come as a surprise, but I feel kind of indifferent. I don't know, but it's like I've done it and I'm kind of over it. I'm proud of it, but it's like, I want to do something else now. You know, I don't want to bask in this accomplishment. I want to start on something else. Like, I don't know. That, that's how I feel. So Gracie, that is very ADHD. That is a very ADHD quality. And it's because we don't get as much satisfaction from the result as most people do, right? And I can relate to this so much. So in college, I used to call it post-final depression because all my friends, you know, we'd all be so excited about we're going to finish and then we're going to, you know, party and we're going to have so much fun and blah, blah, blah. And I would literally get to the end. I would take my last final and I'd be like, oh, is that all there is? Okay, next. So (laughs) what you're telling me is very ADHD. We're just kind of always on to the next thing. But this is what I want to advise you, Gracie. You need to really sit with this accomplishment and you need to be super proud of yourself because, yeah, I mean, most juniors in high school don't write two books that do really well on Amazon. (laughs) Yeah, I just wouldn't gloat about it. I wouldn't be like all gloaty and stuff and talk about it for days on end, you know. Just make sure you're patting yourself on the back because you know that what you have done is not what your normal teenager does. It's very impressive. You know what I really love about this, though? What? I get messages on Instagram about, um, and like people send, I don't, okay, I don't really know how Instagram works. My mom's kind of my Instagram mom. Um, uh-huh. she, she takes care She's of my Instagram for me. She, yes, yeah, she is. She is my momager. I don't really know how that kind of stuff works, but people sometimes send me pictures of their kids with my book they look all happy. They're reading it. They're holding it. And it just, it makes my heart melt because I'm so happy that young kids like that are enjoying my book. And sometimes occasionally I get messages from my fans saying that they are writing a short story or that they are also writing a book and they would like an opinion about it or uh, some advice. And I love that so much. And I love writing letters for my fans as well. I mean, (laughs) how many teenagers can use the term my fans? I mean, (laughs) I love it. And it kind of fits into that value of yours about, you know, fidelity and, you know, really being true to other people. And I mean, you're making a difference, obviously, in other kids' lives, which must feel really good. Oh, yeah, definitely. Good. So what do you want to study in college? Do you have any idea? Okay. Do you so, even want um, to go to college? Oh, I definitely want to go to college. I mean, okay. if I had the complete and total choice, I would probably do a gap year and then go to college. But I do want to go to college as soon as possible, not only to get it over with, but also so that I can say I did it. And I really want to major in performing arts because I hope this is not just a phase but I do want to be an actress on Disney Channel or in Disney movies because I love the whole idea of family behind the scenes. 
and I want to minor in creative writing. Uh-huh. I don't think I'd major in it because I have so many other options for a major and I feel a little burnt out at the moment. So I don't think I want to major <laughs> in creative writing, but I will for sure minor in it. Well, and that's another ADHD thing, right? We just want to explore all the different options because we have so many interests. So I think what you're doing makes complete sense. I'm thinking of also minoring in physics because I really love physics. I love the idea of how things work. It's like philosophy combined with math that I actually like. (laughs) Wow. So you are a little smarty then, aren't you? I guess. (laughs) I think it's hilarious that on one hand, you're talking creative writing and performing arts. And then on the other hand, you're talking about physics. It's just how our ADHD brains work. And if you love physics, then I know you're going to be wildly successful at it. And who knows? Maybe there's a way to combine creative writing, performing arts, and physics. I know. Hmm? That's what I was thinking. Like I could try and combine that all into one major, but then that would involve me to actually have to think about it. And I kind of would rather sleep at the moment. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Oh my God, Gracie. Well, Bill Nye, the science guy, doesn't he kind of do all of those things, you know, together at one time? Oh yeah. He's one of my idols, man. Jeez. I love him. He's so funny. (laughs) I kind of figured you did. So Gracie, what do you think the key to living successfully with ADHD is? Be happy with who you are and for the love of God, don't try to change yourself. I mean, changing is hard unless you're really committed to it. And even then, you're perfect how you are. I mean, you're not exactly perfect. Like you're going to make mistakes, which is fine because that's just who you are. That's who we are. We all make mistakes. Screw the mistakes. I mean, you make them and then you learn from them and you try really hard not to do them again. That's the point of making a mistake. And you just have to live with your ADHD because it's a gift. For me, it's a gift. You have to find the best part of ADHD and magnify it. Oh, Gracie, how are you so wise at your age? Oh, my heavens. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. I love your key to living successfully with ADHD. Okay, before I let you go, I've got one last question. I want to know, what is your number one ADHD workaround? So for me, just to give you an example, I would say exercise. I have to get up early in the morning and I have to work out before I do anything to kind of get my brain to start firing. Do you have one of those, an ADHD workaround? I think I have several, but I only (laughs) have one that I know of right now. So my mom says, and I also, now that she says this, I also noticed this, but in meetings or class or anything, if I miss something, I ask if they can repeat it because I want to get it. I don't want to be that person that's left behind because they wouldn't ask for help. And another one, I think, is exercise, even though my brain doesn't want to admit it. But it's exercise. I just know I need to exercise more, but I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) So if you really pay attention to how you feel after you exercise, you start linking how you're feeling with exercise rather than having this idea that, oh my God, I've got to get through the exercise. You know, you start using it almost as medication. Like when you feel kind of crappy and down and like you want to sleep, you go exercise, pay attention to how you feel after it. Because that's the way to shift from, I need to do it to, I want to do it because I feel so good after. 
after I'm done with you, I have um, one of my teachers from Shelton is coming over to help me with my yeah, it's like it's like a dance class. She's teaching me dance, and I really love dance, and I really, really love her. So it's a win-win. And isn't that so key? When you have a teacher, an instructor, you know, anyone, a friend, you know, friends, parents, whatever, that you really like, isn't it so much easier to get done what you want to get done? Oh, absolutely. Totally. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> All of those words. And I love your workaround about how important it is to ask, because I think a lot of us, not just teenagers, not just kids, but a lot of adults, we get so stressed about our ADHD and, you know, sometimes we're in our heads and so we miss what they just said and we're embarrassed and there's shame around it. So we just pretend we heard, but then we just get, you know, further down the rabbit hole (laughs) and we don't have any idea what's going on versus if you just stop and say, you know what, my brain was somewhere else. Could you repeat it? It's so much better, right? Absolutely. So Gracie, where can people find you if they want to know more about you and what you do? And I'm going to put all this in the show notes too. Okay. You can go to my website, which is graciedix.com. And my Instagram is at gracie.dix.author. You can also buy my books at Barnes and Nobles and Amazon. That is awesome, Gracie. I'm sure your parents are so proud of you. I hope you're really proud of you. I am certainly proud of you. And I just want to thank you so much for spending time with us here today. I'm so excited that you're going to be on our podcast. I mean, you are now, but you know, literally on the platform. (laughs) Okay? Yeah. Okay. So that's what I have for you for this week. As always, you are listening to ADHD for Smartass Women. If you liked this episode with Gracie, the amazing Gracie, please let us know by leaving a review. You know, our goal is to change the conversation around ADHD, helping as many women and teens as we possibly can learn how their ADHD brains work so that they can discover their amazing strengths. And your reviews, they really help in that regard. They're like those little gold stars that we used to get on our work when we were kids in school. One more thing, if you have a comment, a guest you'd like me to interview, or a topic idea for this podcast, you can go to my website at tracyoutsuka.com and leave me an audio message or reach out to me at tracy at tracyoutsuka.com, my email. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you here next week. You've been listening to the ADHD for Smartass Women podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Outsuka, and we're available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Not coincidentally, ADHD for Smartass Women, it's also the name of our free Facebook group. We're a totally smartass community of successful, ambitious women who share our ADHD wins, questions, and workarounds. Join us at tracyoutsuka.com where you can also find more information on our Your ADHD Brain is A-OK system. I spy a happier life for us, and I'll see you again next week.